0: Some common sense. Yes,
1: sir, and they have the car Grant,
0: We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon, retired 27-year veteran of the NYPD, detective sergeant on a Manhattan North Homicide Squad. I'm alone today. I, I wanted to cover something that we usually don't cover, but, and it's all the changes going on in, uh, in the media. And one of them, of course, I think you'd have to be living under a rock not to have heard about this because it's causing a huge, huge stir, and that is right on the screen you have it, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Oh, my God. Depending on your point of view, depending on whether you're conservative or a liberal, a woke, whatever, some people are like ready to jump off a roof of a building uh, because free speech hasn't been free for a long time. Uh, According to the New York Times, Elon Musk struck an agreement on Monday to buy Twitter for roughly $44 billion setting up the biggest deal to take a company private in the last two decades. Um, Twitter has more than 217 million daily users compared with billions for Facebook and Instagram, but it has uh, an outsized role in shaping narratives around the world. Political leaders have made it a megaphone while companies, celebrities, and others have used it to hone images and make money. Uh, Mr. Musk's takeover attracted concern about the world's richest person Person having control of an influential communication platform, a director of a women's rights organization called it a massively slippery slope. Oh, my God, it's a massive, slippery slope <laughs> how how slippery a slope is uh, freedom of speech? You know, is it that slippery of a slope? I mean, it depends, you know, whose freedom you're talking about. Would we all agree that um, all the news, rep- uh, all the news stations. You can say Fox, okay? Fox has a right wing a slant to it, no doubt. There's no doubt. So, and if you were of that ilk, you'll probably listen to what you want to hear. The same thing with uh, CNN has a left wing ilk. MSNBC, CBS, ABC, lots of them. I don't know that maybe the Wall Street Journal. A print uh, newspaper, they have a little more of a right-wing slant, but so if you don't like what people are saying, and if it's do you silence them? That is the big question. And that is the question of of our freedoms and who gets to say what. You know, I, I believe that a lot of billionaires have way, way too much influence in the politics of the country. They they influence elections, there's no doubt. Um you know, the Koch brothers, for example, give millions of dollars to right-wing causes. But I still don't think there's got to be rules on both sides of the fence to combat a billionaire having being able to influence an election. But do Republicans or Democrats want to have campaign finance reform? It seems not. On the other hand, George Soros... He's taken a hand in electing numerous district attorneys throughout the country that have his left-wing vision. In fact, he gave Alvin Bragg that is now the Manhattan DA a million dollars for his campaign. Why are they allowed to do that? That's totally influenced. That kind of money is totally influencing an election. I'm going to play a little uh, video here of of when the deal came down on Monday, you know, it's causing shockwaves, total shockwaves. And uh, you know, I don't know. It seems that people just get a little bit too crazy. Uh, Let's just play this, and then we'll we'll listen to a little bit of this.
1: ...complete. The deal, of course, will be fully done sometime this year, but after days of waiting, I mean, it wasn't even months. It was literally days of waiting, hand-wringing, a little bit of wrangling here. Tesla CEO Elon Musk will buy Twitter for $54.20 a share or $44 billion in a deal that will take the popular microblogging service private, because he feels not quite popular enough, that it hasn't been gaining users, and it has not made the kind of money that Elon Musk feels it could make. So that purchase price actually represents about a 38% premium to Twitter's closing price Back on April 1st, that was the last trading day before Elon Musk disclosed his approximately 9% stake in Twitter. So here's here's what we know. He's secured about $25.5 billion of fully committed debt and margin loan financing. And then he is providing an approximately $21 billion in equity commitment. So Charlie, as I mentioned, just landed. He's been following the Twitter story from the start, joins us now with new details. No breakup fee that I can see. Are you seeing anything here, Charlie?
2: No, and this followed the script that I told you two weeks ago when this when this first when the rubber started meeting the road. Twitter has been, and I've covered it, has been shopping itself relentlessly for ten years since it became public, or uh, well, nine years ago when it became public. Um, it has failed to find a buyer. Everybody has looked at the book. By the way, you said marginally profitable. I don't think it is profitable. It certainly doesn't have good cash flow numbers. It's a horrendous buyout candidate for. Private equity. If you notice all those names that popped up about private equity putting equity into this, what was it, Rio Bravo? Remember that one? Uh, no, nowhere to be found because they they weren't going to do it. I, I, that that was, I think, a false rumor when that popped because this makes no sense from a private equity standpoint. The only legitimate buyer for for Twitter, based on its uh, financial metrics, based on the fact that everybody pads is is a, a crazy billionaire to be honest with you, some guy that wants to take a take a leap and, and make it private, fix its manifold problems, everything from silencing conservative critics to uh, to, to make it a more user-friendly, get rid of the bots and the, and the trolls, all that stuff. The only way you can really do that and take some chances is as a private company, the best person voice to do that is a Warren Buffett or an Elon Musk. This isn't Buffett's company, as you know, is... Uh, but it is mucks. And, you know, here's why I think, you know, I'm, I'm reading these breathless headlines this morning in the Wall Street Journal that, you know, in a major 180, it was no major 180 here. The board of directors sat down and Twitter and, and their bankers at Goldman Sachs.
1: Well, they did have a poison J.P. pill that they put into effect, Charlie. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they didn't I, like I the care. initial I deal. I,
2: I don't care. I don't care. They were doing that just to try to get him to up the bid. But here's the bottom line and by some time maybe maybe out of the goodness of warren buffett's heart he might because they don't like elon that he might uh a lefty like warren would, would jump in so here's what happened they all sat down jp morgan goldman sachs twitter board and they they looked at their directors and officers insurance policies and they said you know what if we say no to this guy we're going to be sued to kingdom come jamie Dimon and, and david Solomon. The jp morgan ceos respectively at goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. respectively would have to explain to their major clients why they walked away from a huge premium on the deal well yeah. they couldn't say they couldn't say by the way that hey this thing traded at 77 last year because guess what last year jerome powell was just fueling the market with money with and cheap that, that's, a, fake, that's a, a cheap money that's a fake That that was a fake hey number. charlie so the what stock they, is what they, halted. Had to, what, what they have to let me finish what they had to do is justify saying no the premium he offered and the fact that there was never going to be another bidder and they were smart because they were going to be like crazy okay so right
1: now twitter is still halted so we're going to keep the bug up what we've done is we put the bug on the lower right hand side so it it is halted at 5163 interesting to see where it will go let us look at tesla if you can interestingly tesla the company that really many Tesla share holders would really feel needs his 100% attention is falling 2% right now. Let's see. It opened at nine seventy nine, So it's, it's above that at the moment.
0: Folks, you could see this is like a huge, huge financial deal. Uh, the players, it just sort of shows you, um, who runs this world, uh, Politicians would like to think they do. However, I think it's billionaires do, because billionaires tell politicians what to do. You know, that old expression that you heard on the street, uh, money talks and bullshit walks, is there's so much truth to that. You know, it's just, it's just outrageous. And, and at the same time, at the same time, all of this is occurring, what happens to CNN? CNN puts a streaming service up, and CNN was failing as it was with their channel. I don't know who watches CNN. You know, if you watch CNN, I'll put a one in the chat. I can't watch it. I just, uh, you, you know what I find the most egregious about news stations and about um, uh, print, you know, New York Times, Post, Daily New all of them. If they don't like a story and the story on its face is too, uh, for the time, say it's too right wing, they simply won't cover it. It's called censorship to omission. You don't like that story? Don't cover it. Just don't write a story on it. Just write stories that you agree with the narrative, you know? And that's, that's pretty horrendous, you know? And so let's, let's look at, uh, you know, the, the whole story about CNN. They started a streaming service. And in like a, week, a couple of weeks, they only had 10,000 subscribers. Are you kidding me? It cost them $300 million for that little venture. And it it, it it was going to be a failure right from Jump Street. Just ridiculous. So we're going to hear Dan Dan, uh, Dan Abrams talk about it a little bit. And this is where we're at with uh, social media and uh, reporting. Well, that didn't take long. CNN Plus
3: closing up shop just weeks after its launch late last month. It'll shutter on April 30th. And we've been talking about what a disaster this has been for weeks here. And today, the Brand new parent company, Discovery Warner Brothers, decided to end the pain. Now, while I predicted that CNN Plus would be going the way of the Betamax and the Microsoft Zune, at this point, I'm not going to stomp on the grave. A lot of people left good jobs to go work there, and hundreds now may lose their jobs. CNN CEO-to-be Chris Licht had to start work early. Officially, he wasn't supposed to start until May 2nd. He reportedly told staffers today that CNN Plus didn't fit in with its newly minted parent company's streaming plans, but that it was an incredibly successful launch. Now, I'm sure that it's true it didn't fit in, but it's not just that. Let's have some straight talk about this. This was never going to work. The network poured around $300 million into the service, including a mega-marketing budget. CNN reportedly planned on investing another seven hundred and fifty. million million dollars into the service over the next few years this despite reports that warner brothers discovery executives were annoyed that the uh, former warner media ceo jason kylar moved forward with the cnn plus launch just weeks before discovery was set to take over cnn and just over two weeks ago kylar immediately was trying to get people to believe they were just killing it
2: so it's ahead of my expectations um, in terms of uh, where the subscribers are, the engagement are, uh, the receptiveness that we're getting in terms of people's response to the journalism of CNN+. Plus. I couldn't be more proud of that team. And and, and it's not an exaggeration, Deidre, to say that that is the future of CNN.
3: Not an exaggeration at all. CNN also screwed up when pricing CNN+. Plus. They're charging $5.99 a month. That's a dollar more then Discovery Plus charges for a service that offered very little for even the remaining fans of CNN's cable product, but they sure did know how to spend. They opted to bring in high-priced media figures like former anchor Chris Wallace, former NPR host Audie Cornish, ESPN vets Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill, and CNN executives had reportedly expected to bring in about two million paid subscribers in CNN Plus's first year and expanding. 15 to 18 million paying viewers and breaking even after four years. Now, that turned out to be a completely ridiculous prediction. Was it groupthink? What made them believe that the brand was that popular? That massive early budget north of a quarter of a billion dollars didn't translate into anything resembling success when CNN Plus launched late last month. According to app analytics firm Sensor Tower, which tracks how Different apps perform across a variety of marketplaces. CNN Plus added about 18,000 installs on the day of launch. By comparison, short form video platform Quibi, which existed only for about eight months in 2020, had 300,000 app installs on its first day. Earlier this week, Axios reported that Warner Brothers Discovery suspended all external advertising spending for CNN Plus and laid off CNN's longtime CFO. And last week, the company reportedly began prepping for massive cuts, foreshadowing CNN Plus's fate. This will be remembered as one of the great failures in media and maybe one of the biggest in the modern day news media. So what happened? Were the execs living in a sort of coastal elite bubble? Did they think the CNN name was far more impactful than it actually is? Joining me now is Frank Sesno, the Director of Strategic Initiatives at George Washington University's School of Media and Public Affairs and a former Washington Bureau Chief for CNN. Frank, that-
0: You know, folks, I just wanted to show you the, the sort of the, um, the swamp that is media. When he referred to as CNN as journalist, I almost choked, you know. Uh, there's nothing journalistic about their reporting. It's It's really... I mean, I remember CNN as a kid. It was great when it covered the Gulf War. They were really impactful. They really had their finger on the pulse of the news. I think back then it was uh, run by Ted Turner, uh, who was a famous billionaire from Atlanta, actually had been married to Jane Fonda. But he was the one that originally owned CNN. And since over the years, instead of it becoming a serious... um, Media conglomerate—it's—it's become sort of uh, pathetic and uh, just—you know, like many people would say, uh, Fox News is is a mouthpiece for the Republican Party. The 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 same is true, and even more so with CNN and many of the other. And so, why would you listen to stations like that? I mean, let's get back to Elon Musk. Now, what what is his what is his true reason? for purchasing Twitter? Is it that he wants to save free speech? I don't think so. Just think, he's a billionaire. What do billionaires do? Billionaires make billions. They make money. He obviously believes that he can take Twitter and turn it around and make it a profitable, um, a profitable news, uh, excuse me, a profitable uh, mouthpiece for people, for free speech to... um, you know, to get their, get their words out there. Um, You know, one of the things that I found so egregious is like, you know, kicking people off that platform, which anyone that's in social media, they'll tell you when you say certain things on certain platforms, they can censor you or they can put you in, you know, how many people, if you, how how many people in the chat, put a one in the chat if you've been put in Facebook jail or put in Facebook probation. And Facebook, again, is run by Mark Zuckerberg. And they were talking how Facebook and other social media platforms can really affect the outcome of elections by pushing algorithms one way or the other. And don't forget, Facebook has billions of subscribers, billions of people on that platform. So then what what is, what is the answer to this if it's, you know, people are cringing because they say... Uh, Elon Musk wants to bring back Free speech Then why are people so afraid of free speech Uh, They'll refer to Hate speech Um, They'll refer to Misinformation You know, what is misinformation You know We've learned a lot of things That we were told were were misinformation Now were 100% true You know, and vice versa So who gets to decide what is true and what is false? you, you know that you see politicians every day arguing over that. That wasn't true. this was true. You, you pushed that, and it was a lie. you know so we as consumers, we have to decide, and you know, you'll always say, "Oh, our revenge comes at the ballot box." but uh, you know, they're expecting in um, they're expecting in November for there to be a uh, Republican bloodbath. And that's common after the first two years of any president's election. I believe that uh, it happened to Obama, it happened to uh, it happened to Bush. it happened to Donald Trump. After the first two years, the other party usually takes wins the the midterms. But they're expecting a, a huge uh, partisan Republican vote in the next elections. Amy Marglin, so you were kicked off. Fuzzy doxy got a warning. Gerard Gerard got kicked off. Kathy Bates has been in Twitter jail. Uh, just right, YouTube removed some of my pro cop videos. Hello, Peter from Maryland, Manetta, uh, Diane Ward Krause. Bill, you're right. Money talks. I can't sit and watch the news anymore. You just don't know what to believe anymore. But shouldn't we be getting news and the truth instead of like partisan hackery from from our news reports? Uh, Conservatives, this is according to the New York Times, conservatives who feel they've been unduly science, silenced by social media platforms cheered um, the news of Mr. Musk's deal. Uh, Mr. Argyle, who is the CEO of uh, Twitter right now, was asked by employees whether former President Donald Trump, who was banned from the service after the January 6th riot at the Capitol, would be reinstated. Mr. Argywell deferred, leaving the question for Mr. Musk to answer once he takes over the company, for Mr. Trump's party, told Fox News on Monday that he would stick with posting on his own social network, Truth Social. So, look, I mean, Trump was banned. The president of the United States was banned from Twitter. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, folks, but some ayatollahs were allowed to uh, were allowed to post, but Trump was banned. Here's a here's a little socialist here. Uh, um, Miss Warren here. That uh, she never met a tax she didn't like. Um, They leftist politicians like her, socialists, Bernie Sanders types. They are so threatened by billionaires because the power of money, and they what they want to do to billionaires is tax the shit out of them so that they aren't billionaires anymore. Uh, But you know, our economy, our system, is designed. To allow people to excel, the smartest among us, to excel and become billionaires. Uh should we take that away because a bunch of socialists think we should take all their money from them and silence them? Because politicians want to be the ones. Uh uh Suman Shri, I stay away from trashy places like Facebook, like Duty Ron would say. <laughs> uh, so and here, look at here here's the Tesla, you know. If you can afford this car, I don't know, it's anywhere from like sixty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar car, uh, and these these are the things. This is the future, you know, non gasoline type cars. So he's a powerful man. I think he's worth two hundred and forty five billion dollars. You know, imagine going to lunch and looking at your net worth and it's two hundred forty five billion, and you take a hit during lunch, the lunch hour, and you look. And you lost 10 billion? (laughs) That's what it happens because it's all on paper money, you know. But why everyone is so intimidated by free speech? Because does free speech mean that you can misinform? I thought only government was allowed to misinform. I thought only government was allowed to lie. So why are we afraid? And look, don't get me wrong, I think the social media platforms they can't allow hate speech, but who's going to I think that's where government regulation comes in. I think I really truly do believe that the government needs to get involved a little bit. We shouldn't have little weasels like Mark Zuckerberg deciding what he's going to allow and not allow on his platform that can literally move mountains that it's so powerful with the amount of people on it. So, I think that a certain amount of government regulation is necessary with these social media platforms or they become too powerful, crime soap opera. Free speech is the most powerful, folks. You know, I'd like to hear what you think about. What do you think about um, government regulating the internet a little more than it does? And I'm, look, I think that when you let the marketplace totally, 100%, dictate what's going to happen, they become too powerful, and they, you have to have some type of laws governing it, some type of policies. Uh, fuzzy doxy, do you mean no about you? Don't think there should be any uh, government inter- intervention in social media. Um, you know regulation. There's regulations in every. You know the oil industry has regu- regulation. Imagine the oil industry had no regula- uh, regulation, we'd probably have oil spills all over the the ocean, all over the world. Amy Margolin wants no government involvement. The, you know, I, Amy. I don't totally disagree with you because politicians rightfully so have gotten such a bad reputation because whenever government uh, gets involved in things, they screw things up. You know, they are not the, uh, you know, I think pr- the private sector can run things a lot better than, than the government, you know? And one of the, one of the things that that's um, scary to me is that every time you turn around, The government, at least in the United States, is looking to give out more free shit. They're talking about giving out more free COVID money. When does it stop? Enough. Stop it. Stop giving away money that we don't even have. You know, I I think it's ridiculous. Uh, You know, there's also in the Times article, Elon Musk says this month, Mr. Musk was complaining that Mark Zuckerberg, Meta's founder, that's what he wants to call Facebook now, Had too much power, arguing that the way meta was structured, Mark Zuckerberg, the 14th, would someday be running it. Now Mr. Musk is set to own Twitter outright as a private company. He will report to himself. So if he decides to allow former President Donald Trump back on the platform, which seems like the elephant in the room, it will be Mr. Musk's choice and his choice alone. Mr. Trump has claimed he will not return because he wants to support his own social media platform. Washington is a Twitter trying to understand Mr. Musk's ideology. He's a self styled libertarian without an ideology, but is not having an ideology, an ideology unto itself. This is the New York Times. Um, Mr. Musk has said he wants more free speech and less moderation on Twitter. What will that mean in practice? More bullying, more lewd commentary and images, more misinformation. So you can see, there are many people terrified of free speech because uh, um, Gerard Gerard, African American, buys Twitter. Suman Shri, people have the option to block or get away from that channel. So I don't know if regulation is good. Even the terrorists can be monitored from free speech. You know, I just give you an example. I have um, on Instagram we have a police off the cuff site, and there was um, there was two trolls on the site that were just putting anti-police rhetoric on it. And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to make them famous here, but I just got rid of them. I reported it to Instagram and then I blocked both of them. They're gone. And I mean, to me, that was necessary because first of all, that was that's my site. That's my page on Instagram. I don't need a couple of trolls, anti-police trolls on my site uh, disparaging what I stand for and what I want to put out as my, uh, you know, on my on my page, you um, look. There's so much. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy here. Look, many of these big big companies will not speak out against China, even though China has human rights violations all over their country. Uh, they they are anti free speech. Every everything you can do that's anti democratic, China does. But these big companies won't speak out against them because China is such a huge market to them. And China also makes their products. Look at Nike. Nike, who, who pretends to have a conscience, they have no conscience. They use China. They've, you know, 20 cents an hour kids in China making their sneakers that they're selling for $250 a pair. So all of this stuff is all interconnected in this global, global world we talk about, you know. Gene Whitehead. Avon representative. Hi, Bill from the UK. Hello, everyone. Folks, this is Police Off The Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you're not subscribed, go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, ring that bell. And uh, if you want to be part of the uh, family, you can join our Patreon. We have three different levels. We're putting on some new content on our Patreon for our members. We also have a YouTube family. You see the folks in the green font in the chat. We have five different levels at that, and uh, if you want to support us on YouTube, we welcome you to our YouTube family. Um, I just thought that I needed to cover this story since it's such a huge, huge story. You know that uh, you know th- this company now. It's not owned by the stock uh, by the public. It's owned by Elon Musk. So how much more powerful? Could you be, but owning a company like Twitter, will Twitter be a financial success? Will Elon, I don't think Elon Musk bought it to um, to lose money. And I think he is a winner. You know, he is definitely a winner. So he's not going to lose money. He'll turn it around in some way. I mean, the guy's a brilliant guy. And I think that's why politicians fear billionaires like him, because he is such a smart, smart man.
2: medium for public discourse. Everybody's on it. Everybody of everybody that are that that's in the sort of newsmaking capacity is on it. It's very efficient in terms of spreading news. He's now the most important publisher. He's more, more important than the Salzburgers. He's more important than the Bezos at, at The Washington Post. He is he's reached another level. And, you know, my guess is he's looking back saying, you know, Tesla shares, you know, when, when the Fed starts raising rates, you know, they're going to go down like everybody else. You know, Michael, just do this. <laughs> it's the next stage of my career. And it's, it's, been a, it's a brilliant deal, I think, you know. And, and you know what? Here's the great thing about it. It's It's private. You know, it's not like Disney has to go out and buy it and then justify it to its shareholders. Yeah, this is a private company. They can fix it. They can do whatever they want with it. Shareholders are finally getting paid. Those defectless people that ran Twitter for years have nothing. They 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 have they have nothing to complain about. It's the shareholders have a lot to complain about. Yeah, and for, for once, the shareholders did okay. Yeah, and uh, check you know, this, you know, Charlie.
1: Right? Um, check this. Uh, Twitter still halted. We want to let everybody know that. DWAC. This is, of course, uh, the uh, SPAC that uh, is part of the Truth Social social Media group that Donald Trump had put forth, falling about 13 and a half percent at the moment. And we're looking at some other social media names. Meta was higher. It's flat to slightly lower. Snap was higher. It is now down about half a percent. Pinterest up three-quarters of a percent. I don't really see that as a competition right. to
2: Twitter. But the, but the social but the, the, the social one, yep. fact that yeah. they're social.
1: The chattery, the you know, lo- that,
2: that's, that's the big loser. I mean, there is, I, I mean, you know, listen, you know, Elon Musk has not addressed the elephant in the room. Will he let Donald Trump back on the platform? Uh, but I guess by all intents and purposes, he is. Okay. Um, everybody knows because he will. And I think other people will get back on I think Alex Berenson, who is, Banned from Twitter because he said some heterodox stuff about about uh, vaccines and COVID. I think he gets back on. I mean, I think there's going to be an uncanceling of blue check marks uh, that, uh, that 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 sure. Elon will engage in, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's bad for socials. Also bad for socials. The fact that they had they, their, their technology didn't work. I mean, I tried signing up for that. And I still haven't got my notice that I'm not Yeah, done. you're talking about DWAC. Talk about- Can we show DWAC? Yeah, it's DWAC. now
1: down 14%. This is Digital World Acquisition yeah. Corp., which, of course, is uh, Donald Trump's true social company. Let me just uh, say, folks, that Twitter is now trading once again. It is jumping about anywhere from 6% to 5.9%. It's moving all over the place here. It's a 51.85, 51.90. As we watch the intraday picture right here, You can see that it is on the move. It's not exactly skyrocketing. I'm wondering now if we bring in the floor show traders exactly what they think is happening is this sort of hold on the news. We're hearing from the Twitter CEO now as well, Parag Agrawal. He, of course, of Twitter has a purpose and relevance that impacts the entire world. He says, deeply proud of our teams and inspired by the work that has never been more important. Parag Agrawal tweeting just this moment. Uh, don't know what happens to him, but I highly doubt he stays on board because Elon Musk has made it very clear he was unhappy with the way the company was actually moving in the direction in which it was trajectory at that point.
0: So, folks, there you have it. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to be interesting to see what Elon Musk does with this company. I mean, but he's intertwined with all kinds of other. The whole thing with the, the Teslas, that could be the car of the future. And right now, how many people can afford a battery-operated battery car that costs $60,000, a hundred? But, you know, once uh, we become all green energy, as they say, and get off of fossil fuels, if that totally possible, I don't know if that'll be totally possible. I would think that will bring the price of the cars down. So people like Elon Musk uh he's got his pulse on the future also. In fact, I think that Bill Gates had said something derogatory about Elon Musk's company Tesla and Elon Musk um got back at Bill Gates. So it's like this tit-for-tat thing with these billionaires, you know. And they even say anything in the media and it can cause their whole stock prices to skyrocket or to dip down. Sort of like me when I go to lunch, you know, I look at my stock portfolio and uh, I look at it an hour later and I'm horrified. Just kidding. I don't have that much. All of us guys though, lately, even with your um, retirement accounts, they've been taking a deep dive. I think this is the sixth or seventh day in a row that the stock market has gone down. So, uh, Marilyn Minetta, I think Trump is running in 2024, and I think he should be able to speak his mind on Twitter. What do you think, guys? I, you know, I think that everyone should be able to, um, within reason, I, I mean, freedom of speech. However, it, hate speech is, is a different thing. But when they decide to um, censor what they consider to be misinformation, that I, I find... Uh, you know, I find that a little crazy. Like They're going to decide what misinformation is. Um, that That's the slippery slope. That's the slippery slope. But why are so many people terrified um, of what's going on with this Elon Musk deal? Here's, here's Jen Psaki. Uh, I'm sorry. Here's Jen Psaki from the White House and the White House's position on Trump. They're terrified. They're terrified. Uh, excuse me, on Elon Musk. They are just terrified. Of what he might do with Twitter. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Uh, Here's Jen Psaki.
1: Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, What I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms. Uh, what they have, the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, He has been a strong supporter of fundamental reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, In terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point in time.
0: You know, folks, I just want to mention a bunch of people, um, a bunch of billionaires that have have uh, attempted and have actually uh, contributed millions of dollars to, um, to affect elections. Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg in the last Democratic election contributed billions of dollars to the Democratic Party. Should a single billionaire be allowed to do that George Soros, George Soros has put billions of dollars, millions of dollars into district attorney races to try to get decarceral type district attorneys elected. Um, Jeff Bezos owns an entire, he owns Amazon, billionaire, owns an entire uh, media platform. You think he's pushing out the opinions of others? No, he's, uh, the Koch brothers, they were Republican I still think it's wrong. They donated billions of dollars to uh, and millions of dollars to Republican candidates or trying to get laws changed that they deemed in their best interest. Why are billionaires allowed to do this? Because there's no um, election reform. There's no campaign finance reform. They don't want it. They, they cry about it, but they don't want it. Hollywood. Hollywood's a huge billion-dollar industry. Who do you think they're giving their money to? Does that affect elections? Uh, Facebook. Zuckerberg's a billionaire. Who do you think he's giving his money to? Twitter. We just discussed Twitter. Now they're all wigging out. One of the interesting statistics I heard about Twitter is that 10% of the people on Twitter make 92% of the tweets. That's a little strange, right? So 10% are making 92%. Could the platform itself? be controlling that and just putting out the tweets that they agree with, the tweets that they want, and blocking the other tweets. You bet they can. YouTube. You know anyone that has a uh, is on YouTube knows that you have to be careful of what you name your um, episode. if you're a channel uh, content provider on a channel. They can demonetize you, they could shut you down. So you have to be very, very careful. I'm not, I'm not saying you should be able to put violence on, but this world is inherently violence. If you do a story about a uh, murder or a shooter, they they may just demonetize it because they say, oh, advertisers aren't interested in this story, All right? But they just be aware of that. Instagram, same thing. You know, they don't like what you put on Instagram. They can shut you down. Uh So again, uh, folks, what do you? I I asked before. What do you think of government oversight, some rules and regulations, to these social media platforms? I I don't know. I I sort of think it's needed, you know. And I'm not a government person. I think largely, most things the government touches, they turn to shit. However, in these cases, I think there has to be some regulation, folks. I'd like to hear your opinion on that. what do you think about regula- regulation in social media? And I'm not saying the government controls it, just a certain amount of regulation that... I don't know if you've ever seen a Mark Zuckerberg testify, testify before Congress. I almost said test a lie because that's what he does. He does not tell the truth. And you could see it if he was Pinocchio, his nose would hit the chairman uh, that's questioning him. Because I've heard him ask questions about, oh, did you know about that your company does this? And he's, oh, no, I had no idea. If you know anything about a CEO, they know every single thing that's happening in their country. And you know, power-hungry people, powerful people, they know every single thing that's going on in their company. So when he says, oh, I was unaware of that, he's full of shit, absolutely full of shit. And when I laugh when I see him testify in front of Congress, because everyone in the room knows he's lying, you know? And they're just like, oh, you see that guy? But guess what? He's a billionaire and he can get away with it, you know? And he's probably got, you know, tons of lawyers at his disposal. It's just a crazy thing. So I I just thought today, because this is such a trending story, um, it's such an important story, really. On the heels of Elon Musk uh, purchasing Twitter, uh, CNN streaming going under, uh, the media world is changing, you know? The fact that... uh, Amy Margolin, ban? What do you mean, ban? Uh, Kim Alliston, I'm sure President Donald Trump will sort all these things out when he is back in the White House, God willing. Uh, Amy Margolin, I'm so happy that I can voice my political opinion on your channel. I hate the other channels, BSN, in it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you can voice your opinion. You know, um, it's just it's a little bit crazy all of this stuff, but uh, you know, I, I just. I'm amazed at how much um, the mainstream media is wigging out, just really losing their lunch over over Elon Musk uh, purchasing Twitter. I'm going to take a real quick commercial break, folks. Joe Murray, attorney at law, -law jmurray-law.com. Joe Murray is a retired NYPD police officer. He did 15 years. And he is an outstanding criminal defense attorney. Uh, Joe's a big supporter of Police Off the Cuff. And we love when he comes on our show. If you need a good criminal defense attorney, Joe Murray is your man. His cell phone number is 718-514-3855. Or you can email him at joe at jmurray-law.com. His website is jmurray-law.com. Great attorney, great guy. We love having Joe on the show. He always gives a dissenting opinion, but we like that. Uh, John Beatty Law, www.jbeattylaw.com. John Beattie is a renowned personal injury attorney. He also retired as a decorated NYPD sergeant. For over 15 years, John has litigated some of the largest accident and malpractice cases and verdicts settlements in the country. John comes from a proud NYPD and FDNY family. He was an active sergeant in Brooklyn North and supervised in the legal bureau. John is a proud member of the Honor Legion and the Blue Knights. John Beatty litigates across the country for seriously injured victims and has helped recover over $200 million for grieving families. Call John now for a free consultation. John Beattie, 917-797-9520. John Beatty Law, www.jbdlaw.com. You no, know, we got to get some uh, other advertisers besides attorneys. <laughs> it looks like it looks like we're in the law business, right? Uh, Pauline Buckles, big tech has too much power. I would agree with you. Um, tons of power, right? Uh, Richella Pranzo, oversight for immigration laws, drugs, and protection of our United States. It seems like there's less oversight with that Richella, than there is with. Uh, billionaires buying media companies. Uh, hello, Kathy Bates, Amy Margolin. I'm so happy that I can voice you. I read that before. Uh, Gerard, the Gerard, what is the difference between disinformation and misinformation? That's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, not dis means not, doesn't it? <laughs> and So it's not information. Misinformation is incorrect information. I don't know if I hit on that correctly, but that's what I take it. Dan One says, Bill Cannon, 2024. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen, but thank you for that. You got to send a million-dollar check like George Soros, then I'll run. Uh, Suman Shree. yes, they restrict free speech and do anything that goes against the Constitution. Yes, they need to be held accountable. Peter Pranzo, free speech here, but you must like law enforcement officers. <laughs> that's good, Lieutenant Pete. I like that policy. That's a great policy. So, folks, I thought I would weigh in today a little bit on this uh, this story that's uh, been all over the media. Many people are afraid of Elon Musk because he's too smart. He's got too much money. He's too powerful. But if Warren Buffett, who tends to be a left-leaning billionaire, if he went by Twitter, I think you would see all the left just swooning, swooning over Warren Buffett, you know, but because Elon Musk had the nerve to talk about freedom of speech, they were all nervous. They're all ridiculously nervous. So, uh, Marilyn Mineta, oh, hey Bill, I'm still waiting for a question and answer show. What's up with that? Maryland, we're working on it. There's a lot of like behind-the-scenes work that comes with all of this stuff. And um, most of it I do myself. It's not like I have 10 people with their hands in it. So I have to work on it with doing a million other things. Uh, I told you guys I'm slated for um, May 11th to have my right hip replaced. So that's going to slow me down a little bit, you know. Uh, Not... That much, but a little bit. Uh, but uh, no, I'm I'm always trying to think uh, outside the box and come up with some new stuff, you know, come up with some new ideas. There's so many different content creators on YouTube. Um, I'm amazed at how many there are. Um, uh, you know, so many of them that are doing true crime or real crime stories you know, they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Frankly, just right to the point. They don't know what they're talking about, but some of them have way triple the amount of subscribers we have. So I'm trying to, um, uh, I'm trying to come up with the right, uh, the right recipe for success, you know, and I work on it all the time and I appreciate you guys and your, um, your support for police off the cuff. And, um, you know, I'm supposed to be going away to Florida this Friday. We'll see what happens with that. I'm supposed to be going to um, Isla Morada again, maybe catch a couple of fish, take in some sun. You know, I'm just really um, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, get away a little bit, see my two sons who I haven't seen in a little bit, spend some quality time with them, drink a little wine, just a little bit, just a little bit of wine. So, folks, thank you so much for um, for listening. Uh, this afternoon um, This is Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories Covering the Elon Musk Purchase of Twitter Oh my god Be safe everyone, have a great day
1: One episode just